As some of you may already know, uh, when I was entering my eighth decade, I decided I wanted to learn to play the cello. Well, actually, I had wanted to do it for a long time, but work, family, and finances had combined to make that impractical. I had previously tried other instruments, like the guitar and the flute, because they were more accessible. But in my heart, the sound of the cello resonated with me. Little did I know the complex world I was entering when I was finally able to achieve that dream. That whole process took me to the same point metaphorically to my path to becoming a UU. I would try an instrument or a religious point of view, but none of them really spoke to me as did the cello or Unitarian Universalism. The difference between my choice of musical instrument and my choice of church was that I had heard the cello all my life, but I didn't learn about Unitarian Universalism until 2004. My husband and I had moved to a new state where he knew no one, and I knew only two business colleagues. We knew we needed a community. One of my husband's patients had given him a wonderful piece of calligraphy that was titled, Why I Am a Unitarian Universalist. You can check it out in the gathering room after service to see what it said. It had piqued our interest, and so we visited a small UU congregation in a little town in Ohio you've probably never heard of. The day we first attended, the Reverend Susan Ritchie spoke about the Holocaust and explained that Unitarians were among those who were rounded up and taken to the camps because it was known that they would help the Jews in any way they could. She also talked about Unitarians Martha and Wait Stillis Sharp, who risked their lives to help political refugees, Jews, and other people of conscience to escape from Germany and Poland and to make their way to the United States. I thought those were the kind of people I could get behind, and I suspected I might have found a church home. My husband and I took newcomer classes, learned about the principles, made friends, and found a church community where questions and deep thinking were encouraged. And when my husband died six years later, I had a support network to help me through the hard times. It was that community that ultimately led me to UUCCWC and my cello. Who knew how complex a stringed instrument or a church community could be? First, on the cello, there are more than a dozen finger positions for one hand, which involves a little more than shifting around. And when one's teacher takes away the practice guide strips, well, let's say that I've thought about changing my email to fretless in Oregon. <laughs> one's ear becomes the only way to judge if a pitch is correct. And Raymond can probably tell stories about the reliability of the ear for the untrained. <laughs> then there's the bowing, speed, weight, angle up and down, angle back and forth. Turns out my cello playing is a pretty good reflection of my UUism. First, there's a need for constant practice. 
And as we have learned over the last couple of years, it can be hard to be a UU when faced with science doubters, the fact challenged, and the downright selfish. It's difficult to listen with love when nerves are stretched to a breaking point. But being a good UU or a good cellist means that when one messes up, which it seems is inevitable, one takes a deep breath, looks at the music or principles and covenant, and tries again. As humans and as a community, we must admit our flaws. Our music too often is off pitch. Our actions, despite our best intentions, can be hurtful or off-putting. The best musicians and the best communities do not make claims of perfection. They acknowledge their errors, plan for a better, more harmonious future, and return again and again to practice so that our better selves become a habit we don't have to think about. Yo-Yo Ma once said, you develop technique not to use it, but to transcend it so you can get out of the mind and into expression. That's where the magic lies. That's where the connection lives. We practice our principles not to ensure that we keep them in mind, but so that they become so integral to us individually and as a community that we embody them. Having a good teacher helps. Someone who knows the right techniques, has a good ear, and is a skilled practitioner. But as a cellist and a UU, I've learned that there is more than one good teacher. For music, I have the cello guru, the apprentice cello leader, the Celtic cello teacher, and so on, including my personal music teacher. In my parallel world, there's John Pavlovich, Theodore Parker, Edward Grieg, Sophia Lyon Foz, and Pete Seeger, to name a few. The living and those who have passed on who still have lessons to teach. And of course, Reverend Ben. All that would be sufficient if I were practicing UUism or my cello in isolation. But research has shown that while listening to music is very good for the brain, and making music is even better, the thing that really triggers the oxytocin and fires up the brain is making music with others. Another parallel as a UU where community is the heart of things. These days, I get my oxytocin playing music with the Ramblers, where I'm routinely reminded of the way playing together parallels our relationship with the greater church community. First, as the children have reminded us, every person is important. Each instrument and sometimes voice contributes to the whole. Second, corrections and changes are made with kindness among members. Third, all skill levels are welcome and members are supported as they stretch what they learn and do. Fourth, everyone is encouraged to seek out and share new music. Fifth, everyone takes turns choosing the music that is played. Sixth, the group honors all the members as contributors who volunteer their time and love music. And lastly, we recognize that we are all parts of a whole that is made better by our joint participation.
Does that list sound familiar? I wonder how much of the way our congregation loves music is because of the way it exemplifies our principles. Indeed, our principles function in much the same way as a music score does for an orchestra. Each instrument, each member has a separate emphasis, but they all play from the same composition. One of us may focus on the first principle, choosing to emphasize work related to the inherent worth and dignity of each person. Others may choose to immerse themselves in our various sources or work for democracy within and outside the congregation. Still others may focus on our seventh principle, working to support our mutual web of existence. Another way music and UUism run in parallel is that neither is really easy. Diversity in both requires hard work and practice. As Catherine Phillips wrote in the article from which we heard earlier, research has shown that social diversity in a group can cause discomfort, rougher interactions, less cohesion, more concern about disrespect, and other problems. But the fact is that if you want to build teams or organizations capable of innovating, you need diversity. Diversity enhances creativity. It encourages the search for novel information and perspectives, leading to better decision-making and problem-solving. Our UU principles encourage us to seek out that diversity and to embrace and address any conflicts because we understand that as humans, not just as you use, we need those various perspectives and that creativity to work toward a more equitable and just world. The way I see it, a congregation is like a collection of musicians who play a myriad of instruments at a myriad of skill levels. Some use their voices, others play woodwinds, some are drummers, they're guitarists and accordionistas. If you play the trombone or the trumpet, some play the harp, the violin, the viola or bass. Some even play the cello. On one day, one may join others to make a Cayley band. The next week, there might be a choir or some chamber music. And on that day, when they all join together, there is a symphony of music. And the more we practice together, the better we become. And practice together as we work to become better connected will be our focus during our interim process. There are many differences between those of us who ascribe to Unitarian Universalism. We have Christians, Jews, atheists, agnostics, humanists, pagans, Muslims, Buddhists, naturalists, and probably several other belief systems that I've missed. In general, UUs at our best also come in a variety of colors and gender orientation. And when we are at our best, we include people of varied abilities and incomes. When we are at our best. Well, even the London Philharmonic has off days, hence the need to practice and rehearse. Now, I love my cello to bits, and occasionally it does love me back. I especially love it when I'm playing songs or music that touch me. I'm particularly fond of soulful legato pieces that unfortunately tend to be the ones that challenge me the most. 
but there are times when a little John Philip Sousa or some Scott Joplin ragtime are what I need. It's good to hear music outside my wheelhouse. A little variety widens the horizons, increases the creativity. I may not always care overly much for all that variety. I'll share a secret, except for a very few pieces. I don't like jazz. And there's a limit to how much Vivaldi I can tolerate. But having said that, I still can appreciate the skill and the emotions of the musicians who play either. So I will spend time listening to jug bands, bluegrass, chamber music, movie scores, symphonies, jazz, and even, on the very rare occasion, heavy metal. Indeed, one of the best renditions of The Sound of Silence that I have ever heard was by the heavy metal band Disturbed. You never know when the little gems that can touch you will pop up in unexpected places. In much the same way, there are times when voices other than my favorites can call me to attention within my UU bubble. They make me uncomfortable. They make me rethink my positions. I may agree with only a few points, or none at all, but as a UU, I can appreciate the points of view and accept the importance of the content and the context to the people speaking. There is a term used by teachers of stringed instruments called finger before bow. It means that the finger that sets the note on the screen, string has to arrive in a place a millisecond before the bow arrives to vibrate the string. You have to think about and intentionally engage the note before you play it. This is especially true for a new piece of music or one that has an unfamiliar or difficult fingering. Hmm. It's just like the intentionality that is required when learning to change one's attitude or behavior in life or within the church community. If you've never intentionally used pronouns before, you have to understand the purpose. Think about how the words affect others and intentionally practice them in appropriate circumstances. And then one day, using them doesn't feel awkward or familiar, unfamiliar any longer. Maybe you'll decide that you don't like a particular piece of music, that your hands aren't suited to a particular fingering, but you can still appreciate the effort and the work that those who do play that music have spent or felt. Maybe you don't agree with the theological position. It simply doesn't improve your spirituality. But you can allow that it does serve that purpose for others. If you have children of a certain age, you may be familiar with the movie Emmett Otter's Jug Band Christmas based on the book by Russell Hoban. In it, the most unassuming and kind animals join together with homemade instruments to enter a talent contest. They lose the contest, but get a job playing together for patrons at a restaurant, which spreads their music around far more than winning the contest would have done. Now, you use may not be the most unassuming. We tend to hold very strong opinions, and we occasionally forget to be kind. And within the disparity of many faiths, we may often lose the contest. 
But if we live our principles, we can still spread them far and wide. The diversity of membership and beliefs is unique to UUs. Instead of rejecting differences, we are called upon to honor and respect the things about our fellow members that differ from who we are and what we believe. We are, in mathematical terms, a fuzzy set. In more recognizable terms, we're a flash mob, showing up from different places, making music and community together before we disperse and go about our separate lives. In the end, it is the connections, the relationships, that are most important. Recognizing the inherent worth and dignity of every person and acting on that. Building relationships that supersede our differences. We connect to a variety of sources and opinions and to the world around us. We slip. We fall. We make mistakes. But we get up and we keep playing the music of a diverse community. This is especially important as we move through this interim time into a settled future. May we bring the instruments of our hearts, our minds, and our voices to explore the music of connection. May it be so. Thank you.